Money Watch, a podcast series where we talk about the latest news and views on finance stories and how they affect you. We are in October 2012 now as we record this and today's episode should interest everyone who is an Indian living outside India, having uh, his or her families and close relatives living in India. And the question is, what are the investment options for NRIs living anywhere across the world? And to talk about this is Deepak Sharma, the Executive Vice President and Business Head of NRI Banking at Kotak Mahindra Bank Limited. Hi Deepak, good morning and nice to have you here. Yeah, good morning and uh, good to speak to you too, Abhishek. Thank you very much. Let's start, Deepak, with how much things have changed in the NRI banking world uh, today as compared to, say, five or seven years ago. Like, for instance, on the internet, when I talk to a cousin of mine who's only about five years younger to me, and we didn't have Facebook and Twitter five years ago, so the internet world has changed in a huge way. Uh, similarly, uh, has the NRI banking world or that sector changed so much, or how has it been today as compared to five years ago? That's a pretty good question, Abhishek. In fact, as we see the change in the social trends globally, so has the habits of our consumers changed. So when we talk of NRIs or PIOs, that people of Indian origin, say about five or seven years back, they used to look at India more from uh, sending remittance for the sustenance of their family or for buying properties. And a lot of it was a very traditional way of banking. But uh, as you rightly said, with uh, Facebook and Internet, and mostly people are very, very comfortable using various mobile devices, the banking has also evolved around the habits and the change in trend. So one of the key things that we have seen is we started seeing a lot many more people who are uh, accessing bank account more regularly because of the Internet banking and various other online channels. Even NRIs find it very comfortable to open our bank account sitting anywhere in the world because there are products like even what we offer at Kodak, like Apply Now, where you can come online and even open a bank account irrespective of wherever in the world you are. Right. And when we talk about uh, investments generally, not just NRIs, but otherwise, it's a bit of a debate whether investing in, let's say, stock markets or even mutual funds, is it an art that only a few have mastered? So what would you say? Is there some science behind investing by an NRI? Because he's far away from the action when he has to invest some amount of his money in on the Indian soil. So how does it work? This is one question which keeps coming up very often and uh, very pertinent because NRIs sitting across different time zones may find it very difficult to track market at all times. But there are a couple of basics that doesn't change irrespective of whether you are a resident or an NRI. And those are actually one must clearly have understanding of uh, risk profile because not all of us have the similar risk-taking appetite. It may be based on our investment goals or it may be to do with our age or it may be also to do with the way we are. So I would always recommend that one should definitely get his or her risk profile analyzed by their uh, financial advisor. Uh, especially when we look at for NRIs, there's one more element I would like to highlight, and that is uh, beyond these two, one should be very clear about whether you are going to be back in India in medium or long term and will settle down here permanently. Then your investments and objectives are going to be very different. Then if you are a PIO and who's looking at investing in India for better returns. And one more aspect is one should be prepared to look at what kind of exposure would you like to keep at India. Because for them, they have offered to invest globally anywhere. India happens to be one of those investment opportunities. Right. And talking about investment opportunities, uh, what are some of those that have cropped up in the last few years or you think are a good bet? Some areas of investments? 
I think the best and the major one which has seen a quite upswing in recent months is on the term deposit side because of the deregulation in interest rates. Uh, all of a sudden, the interest rates on the term deposit that is offered by the banks in India has become quite liberated. Apart from that, of course, NRIs have started to look at also quite a few other products like there are corporate bonds and there are debt market products which uh, has much lower risk but also it gives a decent return in terms of the fixed maturity or the debt fund. Apart from that, of course, the traditional products like mutual funds, equity-based, and the direct equity still exist. But Deepak, on one hand, is there a way for an NRI to keep a track of all of his investments in one go? Because you just mentioned three or four instruments. And like you rightly mentioned some time back, NRIs are spread across different time zones and they have the inclination, but unfortunately they can't track their money with as much vigor as, let's say, an Indian would sitting in India. How does one do it? Uh, I would say I think one of the most important things is access to information and that's where finding the right advisor or a partner becomes critical. A lot of banks and advisors offer the kind of tools where you can view your entire portfolio online and which gives you even a clear analysis as to what has been your return for the year or since inception, thereby it's easier for one to track the performance across different asset classes in which one has invested. Back with advisory and, of course, financial planning, I think NRIs can be in control of their portfolio and investment, irrespective of wherever they are. That's great. Have you spotted any trends in investments lately that blindly somebody can perhaps follow without without paying a little bit to the advisor? Any any trends that you feel it's it's a good bet to put your money into if you're an NRI? I think in the immediately the option to invest in deposits uh, seems to be where most of the money is flowing. And uh, we have seen a surge in NRE deposits, which is pretty repatriable. It's not taxed here in India. So, of course, NRI is based on the country of their resident. has to declare and pay tax, but it's not taxed uh, on maturity in India. Uh, one of the easiest products for NRI to invest, they can invest online. The rate of returns are anywhere over 8.5% to 9%, depending on the tenure and the maturity. And, of course, it comes with the minimal risk that one can think of at the current time. And we have seen in last six months, a majority of the flow in the banking channel has come to deposit. And it's it's a pretty safe investment too, unlike, you know, it doesn't move too much with the market. Isn't that right? Absolutely, because your returns are assured and you know what you are going to get at the end of the tenure. Only risk here, which NRIs must look at it, is uh, the risk that is associated with the currency. Because rupee being a little volatile, I think one must be prepared for rupee moving in any direction. Mm-hmm. However, there are products where one can look at even a forward cover against these uh, deposits and ensure that on maturity you get your proceeds back in dollar, which can reduce, uh, of course, your uh, return from about 85 or 9% to much smaller amount. However, still it would be much better than what NRIs or PIOs will get putting this money in bank deposits in different countries. Mm-hmm. And it comes without any risk of the currency hedge. Could you explain that part of forward cover once again, please? What does that mean exactly? How it works is, suppose if you want to invest uh, $100,000 today, and uh, $100,000 in today's term, let's say rupee is at 53.50, would give you the 53.50 multiple into INR. So when you put $100,000, we will have a deposit of 5.35 million uh, rupees in your bank account, which we will place it as an NRE deposit. Right. The typical scenario, if you place this deposit for one year, yielding uh, you a 9% rate of return, this is an assumption, uh, so you get a certain amount, which is your principal plus interest, at the end of one year in rupee terms. Now, there is a possibility that after one year, 
the rupee would have either strengthened or weakened. So your return may fluctuate if you want to convert this back into dollars. It may vary based on the prevailing rate of exchange after one year. If you are primarily looking at investing this money in long term in India, then you are not really bothered about in which direction it moves. But if you want to repatriate this money back, then the biggest risk is what is your uh, earning in dollar terms when you brought in $100,000? Are you going to carry $105,000 or $108,000? That is not predictable at this juncture. Under forward cover, what you do is today you buy dollars for one year hence, thereby ensuring that whatever is the forward premium on dollar, rupee, that you buy today. So you ensure that after one year, the returns that you get gets converted back in dollar at the prevailing price of today, including the forward premium. So which may not give you finally a 9% rate of return, because if say forward is 5% or 5.5%, then you may effectively get 3.5 or 4%. But then you know 3.5 or 4% return is in dollar terms. Now that is a much better deal than putting the same money in dollar in say your US bank account, which is giving you sub 1% rate of return. Nicely put. But then again, it's also a double-edged sword, right? There is something called the tax implications. Uh, so are there any that NRI should be wary about or some frequently asked questions that come to you about taxes because that's something that you can't help but you have to pay and not evade? Are there any recommendations or are there any tax implications for investments for NRIs that one must look out for? That's a very pertinent question, I would say, because this is where a lot of them get little wary. And uh, I'd like to use this opportunity to highlight that we at Cortex definitely tell all our customers that you must declare your income and pay your taxes depending on the geographical ability and your tax residency. Of course, there are some countries where you don't have income tax, so primarily countries in the Middle East, but in major part of the world, you have to declare your global income in pay taxes in your own home country. But when you look at the taxation in India, there are two types of options that is there. One is like, as I mentioned, these NRE deposits or foreign currency deposits. These are the two deposits where uh, no taxes are deducted in India on maturity or interest. But of course, one has to declare the income and file the return in their own home country and pay taxes on the interest turned through such investments in India. However, uh, there are also some deposits called NRO deposits under which we have something called DTAA, Double Taxation Avoidance Agreement, that India has with a lot of countries where the tax deduction happens at a predetermined slab and it's not at a full slab of 33%. But then they have to pay the part of their tax in India and the remaining they have to pay in their own country. So one should speak their financial advisor and understand uh, based on the country of residence which DTAA slab do you fall into. These are for your investments that you make from funds lying in India. That's what we call ordinary non-resident account which is NRO. Similarly, if one is looking at investing in equities or debt, then there are long-term and short-term capital gain tax which is applicable. So I would suggest that anyone before investing must understand what asset class are you investing in and what are the tax implications because that can impact your earning either in India or in your own home country. Great. I think on that note, it's time to wrap up. Thanks a lot, Deepak, for your time. Pleasure. Bye-bye, Amishin. Bye-bye. And listeners, you can get this podcast on www.nrimatters.com slash podcast as well as theindicast.com. And to subscribe to us on iTunes, just type in Kotak Money Watch on your search window on iTunes. It's free. The views
views expressed in this podcast are entirely that of its participants and may not necessarily be subscribed by Kotak Mahindra Bank Limited or any of its group companies.